let's reach out to the Lord together. Come on, let's reach out to the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. God, open our hearts, open our spirits, Lord. Open our spirits, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, West Coast Conference. Amen. This is like a big apostolic family. And I'm thankful to be here, thankful for the spirit that um, we always feel, the clear sound, good fellowship. I'm glad to be here. Amen. And uh, I want to say, Elder Morton, he's my father, but he's my pastor. I want to say, I I appreciate his burden and vision for having this meeting, and uh, and I want you to know, I you're my you're my dad, and I love you for that. But I admire you, and I respect you, and uh, and I'm glad to say so. He is the man you think he is, and more so, he is, and uh, I'm thankful for him and his hands on my life, and I want to say also, brother and sister Lackey. And, and the church at Truth Tabernacle Fresno, I want to say you folks do an excellent job because I know that it's a huge, huge contribution uh, in all manner of ways uh, for this conference to happen. And uh, we, we love Brother and Sister Lackey and the Truth Tabernacle Church of Fresno. Amen? All of us need to honor them for making this happen. Amen. And I'm glad that my family's here with me tonight. Amen. And all the folks from Chico and all the folks that are from Chico but married into other churches, which is basically every church here. So I am contributing to church growth. But I'm glad for everything God's done for our family and in Chico, and just pray for me. I don't know what Brother Parker's doing behind me, but he's trying to distract me, I can tell. So, <laughs> Oh, yours is on the way, I'm sure. But um, my spirit is stirred tonight. My spirit is stirred tonight. And I am not a long-winded preacher but I'm going to do what I need to do tonight, whatever amount of time it takes. But I want us, I want us to begin to gather our minds together, gather our hearts together for what God wants to do in this service, not because I'm preaching. Sometimes this is a difficult position because you can ask certain things and it looks like you're pulling for personal Applause, or you're pulling for your own success. I am not doing that. I'm contending for the church tonight. I'm contending for the people of God. I'm contending for our local churches. I'm contending for the apostolic movement. And so I want us to pray. I want us to pray right now. And, 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 and I want us to pray that God draw us in. And draw us together. And I'm not saying you're not worshiping. I'm not saying you're not involved in this service. There's nothing in it. But there is, there are things that God wants to do in this service tonight in the Spirit. Let's pray together. Let's pray together. Lord, I come to you. And I pray, God, that the Holy Ghost move on us. God, I'm praying for liberty in the Spirit. I'm praying for boldness in the Holy Ghost. Not just my own, but God, boldness in the Spirit boldness, Lord, for what you want to do. The burden of the word of the Lord is upon me tonight, and I pray, God, that your spirit would move and have free course in this house. I'm pray- oh, that's it, church. There's an atmosphere change in here. Hallelujah. God, help us. Oh, there's things that need to be pushed through in the spirit tonight. There's things that need to be pushed through in the Holy Ghost tonight. There's things that affect local churches that need to be pushed through tonight. And ministries, people that need direction, people that need a word from God. 
people that have gone too long with unanswered prayers. There's things that need to break in the spirit tonight. I'm asking us all to come together in one mind and in one accord and realize there's things I want to break in the spirit. I want you to pray that way. I want an unction to come upon us. I want a spirit to come upon us. It says there's things that have got to break in the spirit tonight. There's things that have got to break in the spirit tonight. Come on, that's it. I'm asking you prayer warriors, pull with it. Pull with it. Pull with it. The enemy would resist what needs to happen tonight. Carnal people would resist what needs to happen tonight. Indifferent spirits would resist what needs to happen tonight. But I pray God and I believe God that there will be changes in this service. That there will be breakthroughs in this service. Woo, that's it. That's it. That's it. Come on now. Hallelujah. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're pushing it. We're pushing it. I want somebody to sink your teeth down in it. I want somebody to wrap your fists around it and clench it tight and say, no, no, no. Tonight, 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 something's going to happen in the Holy Ghost. Tonight, something is going to happen in the Spirit. I'm pushing back against indifference. I'm pushing against the back, uh, back against good enough. I'm pushing against. I'm pushing against. Woo! Contending for our breakthrough in the Spirit. Let God arise. Let God arise. Let God arise. Let the Spirit arise in this house. That's it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not going to preach too long, but we're going to make way for the move of the Spirit. I'm not hurrying this right here. I'm not hurrying this right here. I feel a uh, uh, swelling. I feel something uprising in this house. I feel there's a hunger. I feel before I even got to this pulpit uh, that there's a connection already in the Spirit. That even some of the words that have already been spoken and the Spirit that's already been demonstrated. Uh, is, uh, there's, it's answering a hunger that you came to this conference with. Oh, God, I pray in Jesus' name. Oh, God, let the Spirit arise. I feel an anticipation in my spirit. Oh, God, what do you want to do? God, what do you want to do? Zechariah 4 and 6. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, by my spirit, saith the Lord. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. And he, Jesus, said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out 
devils. In my name shall they cast out devils. I'm tired of some of the stuff we're putting up with out of the devil. I'm tired of it. I'm ready to cast some stuff out. I'm ready to get in a wrestling match with hell. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into the heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere. Preached everywhere. And look at the next words. The Lord working with them. The Lord, oh God, the Lord working with them, working with them. Hallelujah. The Lord accompanied them. The Lord empowered them. The Lord enabled them. He came alongside them and worked with them. I want the Holy Ghost to work with us. I want the Spirit to work with us. Woo! God bless you. you. May be seated. There is among us apostolics an awareness of the need for a move of the Holy Ghost. Now, I am. I. I. Y- y'all know me around here well enough. I cannot spend all of my message qualifying everything, balancing everything out. Just, just you, you know me well enough. But there's an awareness that we need a move of the Spirit among us, among apostolics. We welcome it. We welcome the move of the Spirit. We seek the move of the Spirit. And it is normal to see demonstrations of the Holy Ghost in our services. But stay with me. I am, I am deeply stirred tonight because I feel that we have been lulled into a complacency. Stay with me. We've been lulled into a complacency where we have settled below all that the Spirit can do. Because of the normal demonstration that we have in our services and that we see, we think that is all that the Holy Ghost can do. I'm not speaking down to anyone. I'm not condemning anyone. My spirit is stirred tonight that we that we get in the spirit that can match our times. That we get in the anointing that can match our times. Uh, I understand how overwhelming it can seem. I understand uh, how, how mighty is the onslaught of what faces us. Uh, but I'm telling you, there is a place in the spirit. Uh, please don't misread me. That is beyond our Sunday night shout that is beyond uh, just a good prayer meeting and you know I'm not talking against prayer meetings you know that but I'm telling you there is a place uh, in the spirit uh, that I believe God uh, is calling us to there is a place of operating uh, in the Holy Ghost uh, the Lord working with them Brother Garrett those words are ringing in my mind the Lord working with them I've tried it on human effort I've tried on human ability and ministerial experience and it works to a point but there is a place we've got to step into there's a place we've got to get out of and step over into the workings of the spirit into the workings of the Holy Ghost And you know I'm not talking about weird, spooky way out stuff. But I will tell you this. Some of this stuff cannot be contained in some little formula. Cannot be contained in some little, well, this is what it is. On our service agenda, you get the gist of what I'm saying. There's a place we have got to move into in the spirit. And we can. We can. We can. We must. 
Some of our frustration is not because God doesn't answer prayer, but it's because we go to a certain place uh, and God's calling us uh, to take uh, that next step. Uh, we go to the edge of the boat, but God's saying, come on the rest of the way out. Stay with me. There's an event in the life of Jesus that I believe speaks to us, gets us started in the direction we're going tonight. This is immediately following his baptism. His public ministry is about to really launch. He's not even yet chosen the 12. He is only now about to begin preaching in the synagogues. From Luke chapter 4, the Bible says, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. He's baptized, and he, he, he goes away from the baptism, and the Spirit leads him into the wilderness. And we know at this point, he enters into a fierce contest with Lucifer. This is Christ's temptation in the wilderness. This is a weighty moment. The, the shaping fire of his forge is heating up. He was led here by the Spirit. There is a work of the Spirit taking place. There is a formation taking place. And when the dust settles on that, there is another point that Luke makes just a later, just a little bit later after verse 1. In verse 14, Luke is still writing. Remember, he said he was led here uh, full of the Holy Ghost. But in verse 14, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. He came here full of the Holy Ghost. There is no reason to restate that. It's not like he lost some of that Holy Ghost in that wilderness. Uh, I believe there's a challenge. I believe there's a call. I believe there's something put forth in verse 14 when he says he left, he went in there full, but he left in the power of the Spirit when he emerges from that arena. Scripture has a further statement to make. He is in the power of the Spirit. He is now operating in the ability of the Spirit, in the miraculous strength of of the Spirit. I'm telling you, it is one thing. Jesus felt compelled by the Spirit to exercise not only being full of the Holy Ghost, but to learn to engage, to fully engage and operate in the Spirit. If Jesus, God manifest in the flesh, felt driven to such a place, what should be driving us to the same passion? If there are places in the Spirit that He is trying to lead us so that we can... I know that most of us sitting in this house tonight are full of the Holy Ghost. But I believe there's a call of the Spirit going out. It's saying, come on, I want you not only full of the Holy Ghost, but I want you going forward in the power, in the power, in the power of the Spirit. I say lead on, Spirit of God. I say lead on, Spirit of God. Where is God trying to take us? Where is God trying to take us? It is one thing to believe in the Spirit. To have accurate doctrine about the Spirit. And quite another thing, to operate in the supernatural of the Spirit. We cannot settle. We cannot settle at the level that the Holy Ghost, stay with me, please. Just understand what I'm saying. We cannot settle at the level. That the Holy Ghost only equips us for talking in tongues. There is a limitless capacity in the moving of the Spirit. You know I believe in talking in tongues. You know it. Uh, but I'm telling you, we cannot settle that that's what the Spirit is there for. That's all. I'm sorry. That's all that the Spirit is there for. There's got to be something that rises up in us 
and said, oh God, oh Spirit of the living God, saturate me, operate through me, anoint me, use me, take me in your hands, fill me with the Holy Ghost, not just tongue-talking for, but operating in the Spirit. The wind bloweth where it listeth. Thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh or whether it goeth. So is everyone. So is everyone that is born. Oh, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. God moves as he will, just like the wind. God moves. I'm telling you, God is moving right now. Right now. Right now. Not just in this building, but things we have prayed, things we're believing for. Things we're contending for. God's moving right now outside of this building, in our home churches, on our backslidden family, whatever it is, on whatever our situation might be. The wind blows where it listeth. Have faith. Have faith. Have faith. The wind is moving. God is moving. We need to throw up a sail. And catch the wind. We need to throw up a sail and catch the wind. First Corinthians chapter two, verse ten. But God hath revealed them. God hath revealed them. Who understands these things? He said in verse nine. But God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things, the deep things. And I understand you can get to preaching about deep things. And it can sound like you're trying to be real sophisticated and real mysterious. I'm not trying to do that tonight. This is simply a hungry heart. This is simply a hungry heart that says there has got to be more than, no, don't get me wrong, but there's got to be more than just a good Sunday night service. There's got to be more. And you understand what I mean, Elder? There's got to be more than just a good West Coast conference. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. And I'm contending in the spirit. Spirit of God, come. Spirit of God, come. Spirit of God. God, the Spirit searcheth the deep things of God, the profound things, the profound things, the penetrating things, the bottomless counsels. There's one uh, commentary that said it's the bottomless counsels uh, of God, the the immeasurable counsels of God. The (laughs) there is so much to be done, but it is done in the Spirit. Please hear me. I do not stand here presenting myself as an expert on moving in the Spirit. I do not. That is not my spirit here tonight. But I do definitely stand here as a hungry, desperate soul crying out for the supernatural move of the Spirit. I am sorry if you haven't, but I'm going to be vulnerable. Brother, brother, brother Brown, I have reached my limit before. I have hit the wall, Brother Garrett, where I reached my limit. I have prayed and reached my limit. I have studied and reached my limit. I've sought advice and reached my limit. But there is a place in the Spirit where the limits are off and God steps in and takes over. I stand before you as one saying, oh God, please. Oh God, step in. Oh God, come in. I've reached my limit, God. I can't do this. I stand here contending for all of us. I stand here contending for the church to cry out for the unction and the operation of the Spirit of God. Is anybody feeling this with me tonight? 
I stand here contending for the unction and the operation of the Spirit. I do not accept that the record of Scripture of the miraculous move of the Spirit is a history lesson. I do not accept that. I contend for it now. Have I seen it all now? No. Am I some great miracle worker? No. But I contend that it's the Word of God. I contend we are the people of God. I contend it's the same gospel. I contend it's the same spirit. And I'm not going to accept that it's just history. I'm not accepting that. Church, hear me. We cannot accept that, church. We cannot accept that the move, that the move. We cannot accept Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, let's wait on the Holy Ghost just a moment. I preach this because I care about our churches. I care about our families. I care about our movement. And we cannot just play defense and hope to hold out. Somewhere we're going to have to step into a mighty anointing of the Holy Ghost and shove some stuff right down the enemy's throat. You hear what I'm saying? I'm not trying to hype you up. I'm not trying to get somebody to run the aisles. I am mad. I am mad in the spirit. I'm sick and tired of taking some of this junk and just hoping that we hold out. I say get a hold of it in the spirit and shove it down the enemy's throat. Shove it right back in his teeth. It's time to get muddy. It's time to get bloody. It's time to get down to business. In the Old Testament, and, and I'm watching the time. In the Old Testament, toward the end of the era of Saul and his family, and with the beginning of David's ascendancy to the throne, it is a time of unrest and uncertainty in the kingdom. And at this critical moment, Israel's been divided. After Saul's death, some followed Saul's son, Ishbosheth. Others followed David. There had been civil war between the two factions. David is working at reuniting a divided nation. Soldiers, elders, families uh, are gathering to him. And a particular event happens that sheds light on what we're talking about here. Just, just read with me. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 16. And there came of the children of Benjamin and Judah to the hold unto David. David's in a fortress. And we're going to see how all this plays out. Verse 17. And David went out to meet them and answered and said unto them, If ye be come peaceably unto me to help me, mine heart shall be knit unto you. But... If ye be come to betray me to mine enemies, seeing there is no wrong in my hands, the God of our fathers look thereon and rebuke it. There are still questions of loyalty. There are still questions of commitment to what cause. And therefore, this is why the question is put to them. If you come peaceably, we'll be knit together. If not, the Lord will rebuke you. Hallelujah. It's a tense moment. How is this going to pray out but verse 18 holds the answer 
in 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 18, the Bible says this, Then the Spirit came. Then the Spirit came upon Amasai, who was chief of the captains. And he said, Thine are we, David, and on thy side, thou son of Jesse. Peace be unto thee, and peace be to thine helpers, for thy God helpeth thee. Everybody's standing there waiting to see how it's going to fall. Everyone's watching. The kingdom is in the balance. And the Bible says just a few small words. Then the Spirit came. Then the Spirit came. I know I'm repeating myself, but I want somebody to catch the revelation tonight. Then the Spirit came. A small few words, but those small few words were the witness to kingdom needed that everything is going to be alright the words of Lord were not the game changer but everyone standing there realized what just happened what just took place something just happened and the Bible says the spirit came the spirit then the spirit came then the spirit came then the spirit came Come, Spirit of God. Come, Spirit of God. Then the Spirit came. Say it with me. Then the Spirit came. Say it again. Then the Spirit came. That's what makes the difference. That's the turning point. That is what we must have. The breaking in of the Spirit. You pastors know what that moment is. You evangelists fighting for the breakthrough in that revival. You know what that moment is. Uh, missionary brother, you know what that moment is. Uh, you prayers know, prayer warriors know what that moment is. Uh, you saints of God contending for the things of God. You know what that moment is. Uh, dad and mom praying for that prodigal. Listen, there's a moment uh, when the Spirit uh, can come. That mere moment when the Spirit comes, uh, when the atmosphere changes uh, and something quickens within, uh, something awakens, uh, and you know something's moving, something's changing. Woo something's moving, something's changing. Uh, oh, oh, come, Spirit of God! Come, Spirit of God! Come, Spirit of God! God's people are in bondage in Egypt. But then the Spirit came and began to speak to Moses out of a burning bush. Elisha and the city are surrounded by a hostile army ready to pounce. But the Spirit was already at work. And Elisha moves with confidence in the Spirit. And his servant is all frightened and afraid. But Elisha prayed, 2 Kings chapter 6, and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened his eyes of the young man and he saw and behold the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha what is God trying to show us I pray God open our eyes King Nebuchadnezzar wants answers for his dream. He's ready to snuff out those who couldn't come up with an answer. But then the Spirit came. Then the Spirit came. Then the Spirit came upon Daniel, and Daniel answered. The king said, Daniel, are you able to make known unto me the dream which I have seen and the interpretation? And Daniel stands before the king, bold and confident and heavy with anointing. And he says this, Daniel answered, in the presence of the king, the secret which the king demanded cannot the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, the soothsayers show unto the king. But he didn't stop there. He said, but there is a God in heaven. There is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. Who reveals secrets. There's stuff I don't see. But there's a God in heaven that reveals secrets. There's a bunch of stuff I don't know. But there's a God in 
Come on, somebody reach out to the Lord right now. Ezekiel, what about this valley of dry bones? What about this place that symbolizes spiritual deadness? The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit and carried me out in the spirit. Verse 5, thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, I will cause breath to enter into you and ye shall live and I will lay sinews upon you and bring flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and put breath in you and ye shall live and ye shall know that I am the Lord. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and came upon them the skin covered them but there was no breath they had everything there they needed but there was no spirit there was no breath in them listen I don't want to have all the mechanics down you know I'm not you know I'm not talking about not having standards. You know I'm not talking about weird doctrine, okay? I'm not talking about that. But I don't want to have just the mechanics down. I don't want to have just everything in order and then this place without the spirit. I say, oh God, send the spirit. He said everything was there, the skin was there, the muscles were there, but there was no breath. Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, call out for the moon of the spirit that's what the preacher's doing tonight I'm calling out for a move of the spirit somebody throw your hands in the air with me right now and then with a unified voice let's call out for the move of the spirit What are you doing, preacher? I'm calling for the Spirit. I'm calling for the Spirit. conscious of the time. Just give me a little longer. John the Revelator. He's on the Isle of Patmos. Barren. He's in exile. He's suffering. That doesn't add up to revival. That doesn't add up to a great breakthrough. It's not a big crusade. There's no conference going on. But then the Spirit came. But then the Spirit came. He said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. And I heard behind me a great voice. I heard behind me. <laughs> what are we going to hear in the Spirit? No matter what, no matter who, no matter where, no matter whatever. Everything explodes in unbelievable potential when we are caught away in the Spirit. When we are caught away in the Spirit, everything opens up. It was here in the Spirit that John soared above circumstances and human limitations and began to experience God's will God's ability we absolutely absolutely possess the fullness of doctrine and revelation about the spirit but let us take care that we exercise in fact, is I'm going to put it in stronger terms than taking care. Let us be compelled. Let something be born in us inescapable that dogs us when we pray and when we plan and when we do whatever it is we do for the kingdom of God. 
that we exercise the power of the Spirit, that we operate in the power of the Spirit. Let us cry out for the Spirit to break in upon us, upon our circumstances, upon our trials, upon our unanswered prayers, upon our adversary. Spirit break out. Spirit break out. Hear the word of the Lord. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, bringing to captivity every thought. And he answered and said, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration, but in demonstration, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Job 32 said it like this, there is a spirit in man and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. Does any of this sound like we're going to be fine with just skimming the service of the Spirit Does any of this sound that I just read, and there's a ton more in there, that we're going to do fine, Brother White, just skimming the surface. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking any good things that happen in, in our churches. I don't mean that. But I'm telling you, if we're not careful, we'll settle for a good Sunday, Sunday night shout by the web. Somebody prayed through, and we had some victories. Uh, but I'm telling you, I feel compelled in my spirit. To, uh, what can God do? What can God do? What can God do? What can the Spirit do? Does this not compel us to reach for the mighty move of the Holy Ghost? There is no substitute for the works of the Holy Ghost. There is no substitute for the works of the Holy Ghost. There is no substitute for the works of the Holy Ghost. The days in which we live, the, the coming of the Spirit, the works of the Spirit is a do or die proposition. Now the Spirit, the Bible says in 1 Timothy 4, 1, now the Spirit speaketh expressly. Then in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, and it goes on. The Spirit speaks explicitly for a specific purpose. There's no room for a confusion. Listen, there are things that attack us. There are things that confound us. And the devices against us seem to emerge so quickly and numerously that we can feel overwhelmed, being swept up in currents far too strong to stem. But I want us to read it again, what he said. He didn't just talk about departing from the faith and seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. He said the Spirit speaketh expressly. God is not silent in this hour. The Spirit is speaking. There is a word from God. There is direction. There is there is a certain sound to be heard in the midst of the clamor of the enemy. Ah, he that hath an ear, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith. He that hath an ear, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith. I'm going to close soon. Isaiah 59, verse 19, So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun, when the enemy shall come in like a flood. 
the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Spirit of the Lord. There's a couple things here. First, we must realize there's a spiritual force and motivation behind many of our standards. And we would do well to get in touch with that spiritual agency before we question every standard. We don't know what spirit moved on our pastor to say this is the line we've got to draw. Saint of God, realize how the Spirit may be working upon the man of God in our life when he draws a line. Now, this is where it could get dicey, but I hope you trust me. Stay with me. There's something we need to talk about tonight. Don't misread me, please. Don't take this out of context. Balance this with everything else that's been said tonight. <clears throat> when the enemy would come in, the Spirit of the Lord will rise up, raise up a standard against him. We have done right in the sight of God <clears throat> to raise the standard. Our godly lifestyle in every part of our lives, it affects our phones, our computers, our iPads, our playlists, the way we dress, the way we, be, it affects every part of our lives. And it is a right response to the moving of the Spirit. But hear me now. <clears throat> There's a part of the battle that will not be won by a standard alone. Now you get what I'm saying. I'm not saying don't have a standard. I'm not going to repeat that over and over. I'm not saying don't have a standard. I'm telling you, there is a major part of this conflict that is not going to be won by having a standard alone. What standards do we have? And yet spirits get loose anyway. Does that mean the, spirit, the standard is useless? No. That means the standard is one part. And we've got to get the other part. You see... We have held the line in one part of the conflict, I believe. But while we've held the line, if we do not take care, we may lose on another front. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard. We have the revelation of the standard, but we need a refresher on the workings of the Spirit of the Lord. We have closed the gap. We have strengthened the wall with the standard, rightly so and forever so. But there is a moving of the Spirit. There is a moving with the Spirit that a standard alone does not produce. We can set a standard and think we've got it all resolved. And the enemy loves to have it so while he steals in among us, bringing the back from another front uh, while he steals in from another direction. We've set the wall up, but there's another front uh, to this battle. In Mark chapter 9, there's a very revealing passage, and I'm not going to take time to read it all. But they brought to him the boy, that the man brought his son to the disciples, who was being tormented by a devil. And the disciples could not cast it out, and they brought it to the Lord. And he said, Lord, can you cast it out? Can you cast it out? And in verse 23, Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway, straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears Lord I believe help thou mine unbelief do we realize how badly people need us to move in the spirit, do we realize how badly our churches need us to move in the spirit, do we realize how badly how essential it is this is what he said Jesus saw the people running and he said spirit come out of him and the spirit came out tore him sore 
Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up, and he arose. When he was coming to the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could not we cast him out? And he said unto them, This kind can come forth by nothing, by nothing, but by prayer and fasting. There are things for which there is no formula. There is no research. There is no book. You understand what I'm saying? But a stepping out of the realm of human effort and getting in the spirit. There is a wrestling match in the spirit that must take place. And I'm afraid that sometimes we run from it. I'm afraid sometimes we avoid it. I'm afraid sometimes we get busy over here to avoid the messy work over here. It is much more difficult in some ways. I think we have been tricked. Oh Lord, help us. I hope not scared about what we know we may encounter lurking behind that situation by setting a rightful godly standard but then if we're not careful we'll be fooled into false security failing to engage in a spiritual level he said this kind comes forth by nothing but a wrestling in the spirit grabbing a hold of that devil and rolling around in the dirt and bleeding and hurting and taking some blows he said this can nothing moves this nothing moves this but spiritual engagement let's all stand together there are things in this warfare and you understand what I'm saying? Balance it. The elder, you know, they can't be reduced down to, hey, elder, I need some counsel. You know I'm for counsel. You know we need counsel. But listen to me. There are things that, that can't be counseled out. There are things that there is no advice for. But the move of the Spirit We've got to wrestle it. Woo! But when the Spirit comes, something's moving. Something's changing. Yeah, we've had our shoulder blades down in the dirt with that devil planting a foot in our chest, uh, testing to see if we had any fight left in us. Uh, but my Bible says, and they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them. The Lord working with them. The Lord working with them. Uh, what we need to break loose among us is not for lack of preaching. We need to cry out, Lord, work with us. Lord, break in upon us. Bring the supernatural power of your spirit in among us. Come on, let's reach out to the Lord right now. I'm done. I'm through. And when I say I'm through, I mean it. I'm done. I'm through. I'm opening this altar right now. I feel like the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord. I'm opening this altar while they sing. I'm opening this altar for people. You have been awakened tonight. You have been stirred tonight. Your spirit, your spirit is, is, is on high alert tonight. You know you need the move of the Spirit. You know you need the move of the Holy Ghost. I'm reaching out to parents. You've tried everything. Come on, let the Spirit work. Let the Spirit work. <laughs>